Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Mosley. How are you? I'm fine yourself. I'm very well. Thank you for joining me today on today's interview. You guys, you this is a interview you don't want to miss. Um Virtuous Diva and Company. Um we have today Mr. Theodore Mosley from you are from San Diego. Am I saying it right, San Diego, California? Yes, ma'am. You are saying it right. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. My day, my, you have to excuse. My day has been so busy, beyond busy, um, when I always have an interview and so forth. But anyways, this is not about me. This is definitely about you. You are a writer, author, yes, poetic. I, I and are you? And you are a husband. Do you have fan? You have children. Yes, ma'am. I'm a husband. I have a, I have three children. And I have about five grandchildren. Wow! 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 So, I would say a Renaissance man uh, from all from all walks of life. Because I'm going to get to why I'm saying that. Um, because I've read a little bit about the book, and I've read um, some poetry. And to me, it seems as if you've come from all walks of life um, with your writing and the potential that you have to um, inspire others. So we're going to get into this, the interview, because I am just, I was just thrilled to have met you um, over the Internet. And I was just thrilled because I've always, I'm always looking for talent and always looking for people who do something outside of their work or something that means a lot to them, you know, when it comes to reaching to reaching out to others. So tell us a little about who Theodore Mosley is. Well, a little bit about me. Um, Theodore Mosley is, he's someone that, that just loves to have a lot of fun. He loves to laugh. He loves to, mm-hmm. to um, just, sit out sometimes and just write all kinds of poetry. It doesn't matter what kind it is. And I am 62 years of age, and I was born in a little town called Hopkins, South Carolina, but I was raised in the South Bronx. And I've been living in San Diego now for the last 13 years, and it'll be 12 years since I've been married to my wife that I met here in San Diego. Wow, wow, wow. And tell us a little bit about your your background as far as work goes, because we we know as people who write, you know, sometimes their writing goes along with their work and, you know, so forth. So does that tie in together or is that something separate? Well, it, sometimes it ties in together, sometimes it can be separate, but I've always wanted to write a book, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the confidence. Mm. in doing so, and I would talk to my wife about it, and she would always tell me to just go ahead and start doing it. I would talk to the to the man of God in North Carolina who birthed me in the gospel, and he would always tell me, all you have to do is sit down and write it, but I never had the confidence. Mm. And one year, I said to everybody, I'm like, I'm going to write a book one day. And a year later, I ended up doing that. Wow, look at that. Look at you. And it's funny that you say that because I meet many people who who share their story, and the first thing that they say is, "I did not have the confidence." What 
what's third? I know you said that, you know, you talked to other people about, but what really stirred up that, um, the confidence when it came to the title? Because, you know, when it comes to writing books, you know, most people write about their lives or they write about other people's lives or they might write an autobiography or, you know, some sort of that, in that nature. Or they may tell a little bit about their own life. What made you write that book? And the name you know, of it is again? The name Sorry. of the book is, no, that's all right. The name of the book is Your Secrets, My Lies. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I sat down to start writing it, the first name that I had captioned was A Mother's Cry. Mm-hmm. And when I started writing it, and I've heard other writers say this, and it's so true. When you start to sit on to write something, because I had no idea what I was writing. I didn't know what I was going to write about. I didn't know what it was going to be. But I know I love mysteries and thrillers. I love that. So when I started writing, it just all started falling into place. Right. I had no pre- preconceived notion of what the book was going to be about. Mm-hmm. I was just, once I started putting it on paper, everything just started flowing. And wow. when you start putting characters' names together, the characters themselves start speaking to you, and you just keep writing. Wow, and wow, wow. like I said, the, the book was going to be called A Mother's Cry because it was about a mother and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And it, it just took form from there. It took on its own identity from there. I just flowed with it. Wow. Now, did the book compare to anyone that you knew or anyone that was in your life? No, actually, I had written a poem called Secrets and Lies maybe about two, three months prior. Mm-hmm. And I loved the way I had put that together. And that's when I started sitting there thinking about, well, maybe... I can have a lot of secrets and lies about this book to where when people start reading it, they don't know what to expect next because right. there's so many secrets that's going on and people are lying about everything. So let's make it into one of those type of mystery thriller books where there's nothing but secrets and lies going on. And that's how <laughs> it all came about. Now, you you know that everybody feeds off of drama and they feed off of, who, you know, you know, mm-hmm. as of as, as African-Americans, just as, us as people, that we're not going to put it in African-Americans, we're just going to put it as people <laughs> in general because exactly. it doesn't take long for some, you know, for some drama to pop off. What do you know, when it comes to relationships, and even though your book is based on this, you know, this story about a mother and a daughter, when it comes to relationships with a mother and daughter, what what grasps your attention when it comes to those relationships, and what what do you think could bring a mother and daughter closer together? Well, you know, as I as I sat there and started writing, what brings a mother and daughter close together is a bond of love, mm-hmm. and you know, and <laughs> to be naked in front of each other, so to speak. You mm-hmm. know, not to have anything hidden, and when you start talking to one another, I mean, it's almost like you can finish each other's sentence because you know exactly what each other's thinking because you're just that close together with one another, 
You don't have any hidden secrets for one another. You don't have any hidden lies to one another mm. because you've always sat there and talked. Right. And when you can talk to your mother and a daughter can talk, I mean, a mother can talk to the daughter, it's nothing going to become of that but closeness. Right, Their heart's right. going to come entwined with one another, and they're just going to be so, and love is powerful. Right, right. Love is powerful. Mm-hmm. And when you can have a mother and daughter to come together in love, they can accomplish anything. You're right. They can move some mountains. Mm-hmm. Yes, they can. With that being Because said, they trust and believe in each other. Absolutely. You know, and that with that being said, we always see the opposite. We we not just in our neighborhoods, but just you know, on TV. We see, we see it in the community, and, and and even in our own families. What are the what? I don't know if you have a daughter. Yes, and, I do. Okay, how do you when it comes to the mother and the daughter of in your family? <clears throat> what do you think? Sorry, excuse me. I'm trying to clear my throat. My goodness. What do, right. What are the, some of the things that you 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 love about their relationship? Well, one thing is that they they know how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no animosity. There's no. Well, I'm not going to tell you this because you may look at me in a different way. Mm-hmm. No. And that's the beauty of a relationship with a mother and daughter who can handle what they have to say to one another and still not have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, no jealousy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. You know, and they're able to, to confide in one another. Right. You know, because right. for whatever reason, a lot of um, mothers and daughters don't know how to confide with one another. They don't know mm-hmm. how to tell them exactly what they're feeling or what they're thinking. They rather they rather tell them something way off handled and, and instead of speaking the truth because mm. they don't think the mother or the daughter can handle it and they don't want to have to go through the the headaches and the pain and the problems of trying to get them to understand what they're going through. Absolutely, you know I I noticed that growing up. You know I I knew I had a, a certain relationship with my mother. But when I would always go down south to Louisiana, I always knew my cousin had a different relationship with her mother. And it was something that she carried with her all the way to her adult years, you know, something she tried to break that 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 curse because it mm-hmm. seemed like that was something that her mother went through growing up and her mother before her went through growing up. How do you know, breaking that that, that curse in the family like you said before, has to go with, you know, having a better line of communication and, you know, not being afraid to hold that hold that bond together, not being jealous and envious of one another. And when it comes to your book, you know, the the irony of the book, it it is it, it sets a tone. It sets a tone because the reason why I say that is because a lot of people always look at, oh, you know, we got this drama, we got this, and we got that. But they never look at the irony and look at the truth of the fact. You know, we always, you know, there are always things that keep going and going and going in the family, but nobody ever takes the time to actually stand up and stop it. You know what I mean? So yes, the, the irony of your book, like I said, it sets a tone. 
Now, when you wrote this book, and even though you said it was your first, you know, this was your first book, did you, what did your family think when you, when you got, when, when it was all said and done? Well, during the process of writing the book, mm-hmm. I would get so far in writing it, and I would go mm-hmm. to my wife and be like, read this. Tell me what you think of it. Is this would be a book that you would, you know, that you would, if you saw out there that you would buy? And as she read it, because I wanted her feedback, she said, you know, this is like those movies you always watching on Lifetime Movie Channel. This is like a <laughs> Lifetime Movie Network book that you're writing. I'm right. like, really? All right. So, but they thought it was great. Right. They thought my wife was really intrigued, and she was like, you are really putting this thing together. You know, so, and then my sister-in-law, I let her read it, too, because she's an avid reader. And she was like, the book is good. Wow. They thought it was really a well-written book, even though, like I said, it was my first time writing it. But I found confidence in writing a book. So within, even though you had the support of your family and people were giving you um, the, the feedback that you needed, and within the year that you wrote the book, how, when, when, like I said, when everything was said and done and, you know, you, you got everything on, how did that process go about with you, you know, with the publishing and everything? Because like I said, I don't know anything about writing a book. You know, I never even thought about writing one. How did that process go? Were you nervous? Was it something that you were like, okay, I'm good. I have, I got, I got support, you know, from my family. I, I can go ahead. What, you know, how did that process go? The process was nerve wracking because, really? I mean, I was like a babe, you know, I didn't know anything, you know, I, I, all right, now I've written a book. What do I do now? I got right. to get it published. It was like, because that was a whole new world out there. I didn't know anything about published, getting a book published. It was a whole new world. And as you start looking at different publishing companies, I mean, the prices, what they mm-hmm. offered, and it was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is unreal. Wow. I mean, I, I didn't know what to do, who to choose, and where to look. So then I started finding, you know, people on, on Facebook that was, had said they were had published books and I started asking them questions. What should I look for? You know, mm-hmm. and what, what do I ask for? You know, and I, and I needed to have complete control of what I was doing because the publishing company, they try to take complete control of what you've already done. Right. And it's like, no, uh-uh, I've got to be in control of this and do it the way I want it to have done. I can't let nobody else control my material. Because yeah, that's your baby. Exactly. It's like giving some you you've got a, a real child and somebody coming along telling you how to raise that child, you know. Exactly. Like, we ain't having that. We're not having No, that. we're not. <laughs> we're not. Wow. So how long did that process take? You know, it only took me like three months to write the book, and I mm-hmm. think so. I 
I started somewhere in August and I was finished somewhere in October. Mm-hmm. So it took me like three months to wow. get it published. Okay, okay. It took wow. me three months to get it published to find out what publishing company that I wanted to use. Okay. That's good. That's good. Now, I, with this being your first book, and you wrote it back in 2018, right? 17. 17. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was mm-hmm. looking at it online because I was, uh, yeah, okay, it, is, it does. It did say 17. I'm looking at my notes. That's the reason why. <laughs> That's all right. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you working on anything else? Are you are you are you open to writing anything else, or is that something that you know you're working on right now? Yes, there are actually two more books that I'm working on. All right, and, birth it out. <laughs> yes, one of them is called Living with Christ. Oh wow! Oh, do do tell. Come on, we need the anointing. <laughs> we need the anointing. Come on now. <laughs> Well, you know what? And I was sit, I sat down there because my wife is my sounding board, you know, okay. and we sat there and talked about it last week sometime because I have written maybe about 13 pages of it, and that mm-hmm. was over a year ago, and I went, mm-hmm. I never went, I haven't been back to it. Okay. And But the book mostly is about a young man who grew up in the country, and he moved to the um, Newark, New Jersey, okay. and he didn't know nobody there. He didn't even know his mama that he moved there with because he had never met his mama. So his life is going to take him through a whole lot of turmoil, through a whole lot of abuse. Mm. And, but, and that's all during his adolescent years. Mm-hmm. So as he gets to be a teenager, who's, you know, trying to navigate his way through life as a teenager, Mm -hmm. it's still a lot of heartache and pain and abuse. So it's going to be about a young man who grows up, who finds Christ after all. Wow. And And his life just changes. You know how many men need that book? Mm. And you know how many, you know where I can see that book going? To the prison. Wow. I can see copies going to the prisons. I can see it. Wow. I have never thought about that. Yes, I can definitely see it going to the prison. Because we don't think about, because, of course, we know that when it comes to men who are serving time and, you know, they sit back and they still read and reflect, but they can still become fathers in that cell, mm-hmm. you know, they can still make a difference because they made a difference out on the street, but they can still make a difference where they are because they still have families, they still have loved ones. I can definitely see it going there. Wow. Because, what do I tell my wife that? Because we, because the power of a, of a black man, right now it feels like it holds no weight, but it does. Mm-hmm. And to 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 justify what is going on in the media and what's going on with the way um, we are, they have been treated. It 
it it may it crushes the community. Yes. It 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 cripples us. But to have something that holds substance is is able to allow us to rise. Somebody mm-hmm. needs that. A lot of people, a, a lot of people do. We hope that you know once it gets into the right hand, it is, it is very well received. I think it's going to do very well. I believe it's well, going to do very, very, very well. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for your confidence in the book, and you know, because yeah, you're right. As a, you know, as black men, even growing up as a black child, especially if we've been bruised and battered mm-hmm. and uh, abused, we go up and don't have a father, we right. go up and do the same thing. The same damn thing. <laughs> and it becomes a cycle. So now that you're grown because you haven't dealt with the issues of life that you had, you're growing up now and you're having a family, that cycle going to complete. Come, come full circle with you and your child. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know how to love because you wasn't loved. You're not going to know how to show love because love wasn't showed. I mean, mm-hmm. and you're going to be withdrawn. As much as you mm-hmm. want to love and give love, you're going to be a withdrawn person not knowing how to really truly raise a family because they didn't actually raise you. Right. You know, so it, it, it's a cycle, like you say, that curse has to be broken somewhere. Because it's so deep. It, it is yeah. root, it is roots that have been that are that are that they so deep in the dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's out and allowing seeds to grow and take good root. Instead, these are these are these seeds. They act, these roots actually devour and take away. You yeah. Know, and we don't we. We do our best to break those curses because, you know, God has to raise up a generation that says, okay, enough of this. Enough enough of this. We can't keep going on like this, you know. But he has this, to raise up a generation that is willing to fight, that you're is willing right. to pray, and that, has, that is willing to stand in the gap. Because some people, you know, they get they get tired and they get weary and they get to that point like, you know what, Lord, I don't know what I can do with this. But you get to that point, but like I said, you have to have that someone that is willing to stand in the gap. That is like, you know what, I'm afraid over my family. I'm afraid that, you know, they're going to intercede. They're going to get you mm-hmm. intercede and, and, and know, like, wait a minute, we're not doing this, you know. And you see some others, they sit back, they get their degrees, they get the house. They get their 40 acres and they go on about their business. And other ones, they fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. God, God honors family. And he, if the church really preached that, I'm going to leave that alone. I ain't going to even go there, Mr. Moses. I'm going to leave that. See, I didn't say it too much. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Newton, you done spoke a word there because, listen, we as black men, and I can tell you myself because, especially if we marry a woman that already has a child, mm-hmm. you know, and we were abused by a man that was married to our mama. Mm-hmm. And because he didn't want us around and we were taking time away from his wife, who was our mama, but 
if we as black men, when we get older and don't deal with those issues, those problems, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for us when it comes to a blended family. And of you're course. right, if we don't, and especially, like you say, some of us go on and do what we need to do, but how many of us actually really deal with the pain and the suffering that we went through as they kids? They don't want to. They suppress it. Yeah, we put masks on. Right. They put that we mask put on, on and pretend. all these masks and try to let everybody know that everything is good. I mean, I didn't got my PhD. I didn't got my degree in engineering. But on the inside, it's like dead man bones. Mm-hmm. And But we don't want to face the issues because it's going to come to surface, especially when, when that wife of yours that you're with and everything is going to come to surface because you're not going to be able to, to give her your whole heart like you want to. Right. Because you don't know how. You mm-hmm. just don't know how. Wow. But we could, well, we've been said a all sermon on the phone. I guess you, <laughs> you sure right, Mr. Bowles. <laughs> we're not getting off the top. We're we right on time. Let's, let's go into this because with, with that being said, with that being said, let me tell you how much I read into your point. I cannot breathe. Am I saying this? Am I saying it right? What did it say? The poem that you wrote is it reads, "I can um I can't breathe." Yes. Uh huh. Oh, let me tell you something. I was sitting at my good desk that the Lord had been gave me, <laughs> and I and I felt. This poem. That's the reason why I called you a, a, a Renaissance man, a man of many, you know, many of many things. Because this poem spoke to me. It opened my eyes up in a way that I was like, "Wow, that's me, that's me, that's me." Every little bit piece was me. It was like a puzzle. Wow. And it made sense to the point because in life, God, my God, in life we go through like the young boy that you're writing about. And it seems as if something has taken the oxygen off and allowed our hearts not to breathe and our hearts not to beat, which causes us not to be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that suffices that is, like you said, is love. It is love. And how many times do we miss it because something has come along in life and distracted us from that everything? What, where did you come up with that point? Like, where did that come from? <laughs> you know what? This is about the time when things was going crazy in the black community and folks was, brothers was being killed and there wasn't no justice for it. So I was like, I have to write something to um, to coincide with what's going on right now. Mm. And that's what I came up with. I can't breathe. That, it was so profound. I mean, I'm sitting at my desk, and I know people looking at me crazy because they're like, what's, <laughs> you know, what's her problem? But I felt, I felt every word. I felt every word because you know not you know as a man you know 
they they love just as much as a woman does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, throughout life, you go through these transitions. You go through, you know, we, we go through different stages. We transition. We go through we go through seasons. We go through time. And then it's a learning period. It is mm-hmm. definitely, definitely a learning period. But I promise you, I was going through a transition in my life, and I felt like somebody had cut my oxygen off. And it's funny because I was like, he said, because I, I want to help you breathe. I want to mm. you. I want to give you back all the senses that you thought you lost. Wow! Because I want to be so. I want you to be so connected to me that when if it feels like you have lost something, you have only gained it. Mm. I'm that point was amazing. It was truly amazing. I was like, wow. And I was just sitting there like in a daze, like I had somebody had like twirled a little wand or something and I went into another land. I don't know. (laughs) Your spirit and it was in another dimension. Let me tell you, and that and that is that kudos goes to you. You know, I I'm getting to the point where I'm having to get up and speak in front of people and I said, if I have to preach, let me read this poem one day when I have to get up and minister because it ministers. It ministers so much. And I also can see, <laughs> you know, this book, this other book, this which would probably be the third book, this probably be the fourth book that you write, that book of poems. The book of poems because that has, it, it, that's a ministry. It ministers to the heart. Oh, I'm saying too much, and you're on the other end of the earth. <laughs> no, Miss Newton, I trust me, I understand. I, I, I'm there with you because I have been told quite often I need to put all my poems in a book mm. because, like I said, I write social injustice poems. I write inspirational poems. And most of all, I love writing love poems. And I want them to be able to um to help somebody. When they read it, they be like, you know what? That's how I feel and it can ask them actually exhale. Yeah. And be like, This is what I'm going through, but I know I can get through it because this poem is everything that I wanna say but couldn't say it. Amen. And yeah. I want everything, all my poems, even my books, to be able to just help people. Yes. Whatever situation, whatever state they find themselves in, and they can go to that a poem and it read and it 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 finds them, and when it finds them, it helps them to cope with whatever's going on. Amen. Amen. Believe me, it's. It almost brought tears to my eyes, but I didn't want to be crying at work. And people looked at me like, we're going to send Miss Newton to the house because something wrong with her. I can't be missing up no money, Mr. Mosley. So I cried. I cried another, I cried another day. I, I, am, I am so happy we got a chance to meet. And, you know, I was like, oh, Lord, he in California. How are we going to figure out this time? Because, you know, I schedule meetings a lot, but then I forget people on the other end of the earth. And I'm like, Oh, okay, V, this is, you know, we're going to figure this out. But I am so excited 
for what God is not only doing in your life, but what he's getting ready to continue to do. And how many other lives you're going to continue to touch going forward. I um I can tell that you are a man of integrity and a man of sound mind, and you have a heart that is after God. And I can definitely tell that, that you stand on that when it comes to your family and your friends and your community. And, and that is something that we have to applaud more men like you on. And I am, I am, like I said, I am very grateful because who knew? Who knew? Because you could have told me no like so many other people, but you said yes. And I am, like I said, I am so grateful for that. And I I commend the work that you're you know not only doing but the work that you will continue to do going forward. Absolutely, Miss Newton, I am the one like I told you that was blessed that you even considered me to be interviewed. You know, I mean, I honor you for taking time out of your schedule to won't even talk to me about my book. You know, and mm-hmm. like I said, I, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And we need more sisters like you out there to give up their time, you know, mm-hmm. even though they are busy. But when they're willing to just give up themselves to mm-hmm. be a benefit and a blessing to others, I mean, all that does is just make the Lord send down blessings to that person. Mm-hmm. Because they're not expecting anything in return because when you ask me, you know, you asked me from a pure place and, and I was actually myself a little stunned and be like, does she really want to interview me? You know? (laughs) And I was like, yes, no doubt. My sister, I will definitely be there, you know, whenever you need me. So I'm just grateful and thankful that I've had the opportunity to talk to you and just, and I mean, you're in New York, and I'm from New York, so we we sisters and brothers a few times Already. over, you know. Already. Yes. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, and I'm just looking forward to all things else that the Lord is definitely going to be doing for me, because there's so much that He's promised mm-hmm. me that that He has given me Himself. It's not what a prophet has told me or anything mm-hmm. else, but he spoke directly into my life. And mm-hmm. and this was over 20 years ago that it just seemed like it's, I'm just getting ready to go around that corner. Amen. You know? Come on, and, man. Yes. And my wife, oh, my goodness, you're talking about a true woman of God who the Lord has given so many gifts and talent. She has been there for me. I mean, she has prayed for me. She has held me when I've cried and, you know, so I mean, she's been there through it all for me. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord allowed me to find her. You know, like I said, it's been, it's, it's been, it's peaks and valleys. Because, you know, when the Lord puts things together, the enemy comes in to try to tear it apart. That's what he do. That. He tried to do that to Abraham and Sarah. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. But he, the devil must keep forgetting who's Alpha and Omega and who's sovereign. Come on now. You know, so, and whatever he 
Because his word said, whatever his word sets out to do, it will mm-hmm. accomplish. It so will accomplish. It shall accomplish. So we're just, because holiness is a way of life. It's not like you can be holy one day and the rest of the month you can do whatever you want to do. Right. Because scripture does tell us holiness without no man shall see the Lord. So Amen. you have to walk this thing in order to be blessed of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, to get his divine blessings. I mean, he blesses us every morning to wake up, but to get his divine blessings, you have mm-hmm. to be walking in holiness. That's good. You know, so I, I, I just thank the Lord for who he is in my life. And and I truly believe, and like the scripture says, for without him we could do nothing, I truly believe that he's getting ready to open up a door for my wife and I that, just going to blow our minds. Oh, I just got chills by you saying that. We're just going to blow our minds because she is... It it is through someone you already know. It's through someone you already know. My God. Mm Mm-hmm. My Lord. He worked well, in Well, I, I receive that. Yes, he does. I yes. receive that, my sister. Mm, my God. I'm going to pray over your wife because she, she, oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. What's her name? Sheila. Sheila. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, yes, we Lord. thank you for Mr. Mosley and Miss Mosley, oh, God. We thank yes. you for their obedience in this season, Father God. The, the the love and the cherishment that they have for you, oh God, to be to be in awe of you, oh God, to thank do you, your Lord. will and your way, oh God. We mm, just thank you in yes. the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, as she moves forward, yes, my Lord. God, she moves forward, oh God, not many days hence, oh God, that mm. the, the 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 thing the, the very thing they laid at your feet. Yes, Lord. We ask that you do it unexpectedly. Effectively, oh God. Father mm. God, that whatever the need is, Father God, we thank you in advance because it's already thank been you, used, oh God. We thank you for the open doors that no man can shut. No man. That yes. no man can shut. No man and can shut. And the joy that no man can take away, oh God. Yes, we pray Lord. over their household, their family, their community, oh God, that they be examples, oh God, that they already are examples, oh God. But Father God, yes. we elevate them. Elevate Thank them you, to their due season, oh God. Thank you we for the elevation, Father. We thank mm. you for the work and their obedience, oh God. We yes, thank Lord. you for all that you that you do in their lives, oh God. We thank you for giving them a head of protection, oh God. Yes, we thank Lord. you for Miss Mosey, oh God, because her heart renders, oh God. She has sacrifices. She has she has a, a woman of integrity on after yes. you, oh God. Yes, we Lord. thank you for her mighty works, oh God. For in this season, you're going to pour out a blessing. In they do not season. have room enough to receive it, oh God. Yes, Lord, we, we thank you. you in the mighty, we mm. thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You said what two or more are gathered in yes, your Lord. name. There you are in the midst. In Father the God, midst. we thank you for this connection. Thank that, you, that Father. We thank you for the, the, the meet and greet. We thank you, oh God, because the anointing is so thickened. Yes, Lord, we thank you. Away. 
Yes. Father God, we bless this night as we lay our heads down. We bless the covering. We bless the going in and we bless the going out, oh God. We yes, ask all these prayers in your son Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen, oh amen, God. amen. My God, my God, my God. My have, God. Y'all, Ooh, have, y'all have been Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Let me tell you, y'all got, you got, I'm getting chills all over my God. You mm. guys have been plowing a field. My God. Mm. When it come up, let it come up. Yes, yes. When it come up, let it come up. Mr. Mosey, I don't know you from a can of paint. No, you I don't, my sister. When he said he will give in due season, he meant he will give in due season. Yes, yes. My goodness. Oh. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes. Oh, yes, he will. <laughs> yes, God he is will. not a man that he should lie. He, he no, if he's a son of man, yeah, he, he should be pent. <laughs> Mr. Moses, I thank you for joining Virtuous Diva and Company today. I, I, this is the first time I've ever prayed on a podcast, but hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. thank God be to God. <laughs> yes, no doubt. So I'm, I'm just in awe of, of, of the, the testimony you're going to call back with. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to be in awe because it's right. You know, but I thank you for joining this interview. And like I said, you said taking the time out tonight. I think it, it was a, it was well overdue. And I think I'm just so thankful for the connection as well too. So I um and 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 going forward. So thank you for joining Virtuous Diva and Company tonight. May you be blessed and uh, forevermore. Amen. And may the blessings of the Lord be upon you as well, my sister, because. You truly are a blessed woman of God, and I had no idea this was going to go in this direction, but God knows all things. Mm-hmm. He knows all things, and when he's in control of things, it goes his way, not mm-hmm. our way, because it's his will and not our will. But he says, oh, my goodness, I, I just thank the Lord for who he is in our lives because Amen. when we are obedient, Yes. The spirit of the living God takes control. Yes, he does. That's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit don't play. Does she, she no, it doesn't. Play. I'm going to call her a she because she don't play. <laughs> <laughs> she don't play. <laughs> Jesus knows I'm silly. My son say, Mama, I don't know what you're going to do when you get up on that stage, but some people going to be cracking up. I said, I hope so. I hope I'm putting stitches in their side. <laughs> that's all right, though, because laughter is good medicine for the soul. I'm telling you, it, mm-hmm. it is. And many yes, of us, you know, we, we probably could lose calories and weight if we learn how to laugh a little bit more. <laughs> oh, if we learn how to laugh even more, the world would be a, a whole better place. If we just learn how to laugh and have a good time and stop being sticks in the mud. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to oh tell you. Oh, my goodness. It's not that serious. It is not. They're taking it way too. That's why I wonder why so many young people have a high blood pressure, heart problems, and hollering about they tired all the time. I'm like, you ain't did nothing. <laughs> what have you done? I'm like, tired, Miss Newton. Oh, what? You ain't been to 
like, I can't deal with these children. <laughs> this I'm new generation, this millennial generation, they just in a world they, by themselves. They don't know what's coming. Mm-mm. They don't they're know what's coming. in a world coming. by themselves. They better get ready. They be, but guess what? They need us. Yeah. One thing they got, they better recognize they're going to need us because they think they got it all figured out. They, when they, they have it turn, all figured out. Yeah. We've they been there already. Thank you. We've done everything they've done. It's just in a different way they're doing it, but we've done it. Been there, done that. It just and we can give them the wisdom to not get caught in those traps, but they don't want to listen. They no, don't they think don't. we know anything. Hard head make us all behind. Yes, it do. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And we give glory to God because He yes, is the, the way, the truth, and the life. So Hello. I, I'm just Hello. grateful and thankful. I am so thankful that I had a chance to meet you, Miss Newton, My, uh, a chance to, to talk to you, because Absolutely. this is so refreshing, so yes. wonderful. <laughs> My God, I could sit here on the phone and talk about the Lord with you all night long. Well, if that's the case, we should definitely do another podcast. So if you want to bring your wife on, and, you know, definitely, if you guys want to set aside some time to do one, we can definitely pick a topic and roll with it, honey. I'm always game. Oh, and my wife, oh, she loves to talk about anything when it comes to helping folks. Amen. She thinks, she believes that we have a ministry to help marriages. Come on. That's her belief. And I'm mm-hmm. going to go with her on that. Yes. So I will talk to her. And okay. when she gets in tonight, because you know how your sisters are getting your head done and all of that, <laughs> I will talk to her when she gets in tonight. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, she has to get ready for tomorrow night, actually, because she has to sing tomorrow night. At a, you know, it's something like they call it it's the Prestige Awards. But it's almost like the Oscars or something. And yeah. Oh. yeah, so she has to sing there tomorrow night. So you know she had to go get her head done. Yes. And yes. I will she talk to her where, tonight. She gotta go somewhere. <laughs> she she she's gonna be the anointing. She can't go half stepping. No, she cannot. She cannot. And I will talk to her and as soon as that her and I can come up with a, a date and time, Amen. I will call you or email you and let you know. Oh, please, by all means, by all means, I would be more than honored. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm she not going to hold you any longer because, you know, the time here is almost 10 o'clock. So that yes, means I got, two, I got two more hours to be up until I get my life together. And then I got to run on on Friday. So, but I, I do understand. I do thank you. And I will send this information to you once I get it edited and get it all going up and um, so forth. But if you could send a picture of something, um, because I'm the way I put it on Instagram, I usually let people see the picture of the person I'm talking to when I put a little bit of audio, when I put the audio out there. But once I go ahead, once I finish the whole version of the podcast, I'll send it to you and I'll send everything else to you. So you can either put it on your Instagram, I mean, not your Facebook or your LinkedIn and so forth. You can do whatever you want with it. All right, I, I will definitely send you a picture. That's not a problem. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mr. Mosey. Miss Newton, 
The pleasure has been all mine, and my wife and I, I can speak to her, speak for her. We look forward to speaking to you again. God bless. Thank you so much. You have a blessed and safe weekend, my sister. You too. Good night. Good night.